Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. The Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is a special request from my new high school graduate, my 18-year-old Victoria Romero. She said, well, not really in these exact words, but she's like, yo, dad, I don't know anything about the Zodiac Killer, but I know some things about the Zodiac Killer. How about you do an episode about the Zodiac Killer? And my answer to her was, I, I'll go ahead and make a, a an episode of the Zodiac Killer. So here we go. <laughs> episode 69 is on the Zodiac Killer. And since I have, I released the Jennings 8, and that's a cold case file. Today's episode, uh, fortunately and coincidentally, is also a cold case file. Now, I don't know how many people actually know about the Zodiac Killer. I knew a little bit about the Zodiac Killer, but not as much as I, as, was, as I found out today after I did all the research. Now, I know that I'm going to miss a bunch of stuff in this episode. And the reason for that is that if I put in every single detail of research that I found, this would be like a three, four hour episode. And frankly, I don't have the voice stamina or the patience to edit a three to four hour episode. (laughs) So sit back, enjoy the show, get your knife, get your pen, get your secret ink, get your code book. And let's try to figure this shit out. I mean, we're not going to figure it out because we had a group of specialists who tried to figure it out and they couldn't figure it out. So let's enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. So what is the Zodiac Killer? Who was the Zodiac Killer? Now, that was the question asked by a bazillion people when this thing first started coming out. The Zodiac Killer is a pseudonym for a serial killer who operated in Northern California from at least the late 1960s to the early 1970s. Yeah, the 1960s to the 1970s. That's a 10-year span that this guy or individual, operated and killed. How many bodies do you think he has? I mean, that's a 10-year span. I'm not sure if you want to guess now, but okay, we'll save it for the end of the show, all right? So let's continue. The unidentified killer originated the name in a series of taunting letters and cards sent to the San Francisco Bay Area Press. The letters included four cryptograms or ciphers. So one of the reasons why the Zodiac Killer was so difficult to find was that he just didn't write normal normal t- uh, daunting letters or normal letters taunting uh, the police department or or the press. What he would do is he would send these crazy uncipherable or un- unable, unable to be coded or decoded hard to crack letters. And it, it, every, all, all the freaking letters would be involved um, deeply deeply rooted and encrypted it just was normal code crackers were enable or were unable to crack the zodiac killer cipher and making him one of the most difficult if not the most difficult serial killer to catch he would send weird shit and people would just look at it because it was just a bunch of symbols. A lot of people didn't know how to figure this shit out, which was weird. I, what, what, what blows my mind is that how are you going to be the government but you can't crack, crack codes? Isn't that the whole purpose is so you can crack codes? <laughs> the Zodiac murdered five known victims in Benicia, Vallejo, Napa County, and San Francisco, respectively, between December 1968 and October 1969. 
he already has five bodies. And when you already have five bodies in a span of a year, oh yeah, you're going to have a lot of attention getting, start getting towards you. Again, making it so difficult. What, what, one of the hardest things that I had when I started doing this, doing the research for, for all of this, for, for this episode was that this was, I, I understand this was in the late 1960s and the, the style of policing and the technology that we have weren't readily available or created yet back in the late 1960s. But aside from that, how, how slick and, and smooth does this killer have to be in order to get away with five murders in a year? Think about that. You, I understand, you, 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 you have your regular killers. You, I understand that. However, he murdered five people in just a year span. So not only, does, not only is, he, is he writing uncipherable codes, He's also real smooth in killing. Can we call him the smooth criminal? Maybe that's who Michael Jackson was thinking about. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there to see what you can grab onto and what you think might match. I mean, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Unofficially, officially, unofficially, I think Michael Jackson was thinking about the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Just for just on a side note, I really have no idea what Michael Jackson was thinking about. I can never get past the freaking video because all the, there was too much movements and my eyes were flashing, and I just I just never really paid attention to the lyrics. I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan, so he targeted young couples with two of the men surviving attempted murder. Uh, surviving the attempted murder, he also murdered a male cab driver. The Zodiac himself once claimed to have murdered 37 victims. And he has been linked to several cold cases. Now, the Zodiac Killer has already said about the 37 cases. This was already the sum uh, at the end of his run. He claims that he murdered 37 people without being caught once. That is freaking amazing, if you ask me. If you, it, well, I mean, no one's asking me, but I'm just giving you my opinion anyway. But 37 people he claims that he killed, and he's responsible to several cold cases, meaning that. No one ever found who actually killed this individual, but yet we're linking him, we're linking these murders to the Zodiac Killer. Now, I wonder if these cold cases were actually legitimate cold cases resulting in the actions of the Zodiac Killer, or was it that they honestly didn't have any leads to, any leads for, for, the, for the set murders or the said murders, so they just kind of brushed him in with the Zodiac Killer. That way it was kind of like, a, eh, I don't want to give anybody no information, but at least we still have zero information, but now we have a name behind who actually did the killings. I mean, it, it makes sense. It would be, I wonder if they used the Zodiac Killer as an escape goat is what I'm, is what I'm wondering. That's, that's what I'm curious to know about. The San Francisco PD marked the case inactive in April 2004, but reopened it at some point prior to March 2007. The case also remains open in the city of Vallejo, as well in Napa County and Solano County. The California Department of Justice has maintained an open case file on the Zodiac murder since 1969. The case has been opened since 1969. Now, what do you think? think people are 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 gonna do 
if nothing ha- I, what, what, I'm, what I'm curious what, what, my, what my brain is wondering is that do do you think that the murders are pretty much eh, it happened it happened and whoever did it you know here's a scooby snack you did well or are people seriously angry now I, I understand that the that the victim the family's victims or the victim's family are are upset that no result has come from years and years and years of investigation however at what point do cops say, look, we're just going to close the case. It, it, it's, it's a cold case. We're, we're not going to advance anymore. It's been, it's been X amount. This was in 2007. Since 1969, they haven't had any, any solid leads or any solid uh, victim or uh, uh, not victims, but uh, suspects to actually pin this on or, or claim that this was the Zodiac killer himself. At what point, you know, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some some uh, uh, victims, uh, family from the victims, that say keep it open until the end of time. That way, we have some sort of closure when this bastard is finally caught. But then again, in 1969 up to now, I mean, it's 2021. I'm pretty sure Homeboy's dead already of natural causes before he even got caught. The greatest, the greatest heist of all time. So how many people did he actually kill? He he claims that he killed 37 people. Again, now when I run through this list, this is this is going to be a chopped down version. I'm not going to name every single person that he murdered. I'm just going to uh, highlight some of the killings and kind of group them into one jumbled mess. <laughs> if I pick through every single detail of every single murder that he has claimed or that he actually committed, again, this would be a 3 to 4 hour episode. And I'm not going to hold you guys' ears for three to four hours. That's insane. An hour, I think, would be top. So I'm rambling. Let's get to the let's get to the information. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All those the Zodiac claimed to have committed 37 murders in letters to the newspapers. Investigators agree on only seven confirmed victims, two of whom survived. Now, is is when, when, okay? So the first thing that my brain wondered when I read that was that. Was it a legitimate 37 murders or they just didn't have enough evidence to show that it was Zodiac Killer himself? And if the seven murders were legit, was it because he claimed that they were legit or because they legitimately had the information evidence to pin the murders on the Zodiac Killer? How would you be able to pin a murder on a ghost, let alone not believe that he had committed 37 Murders again. Again, this goes back to kind of a similar similarity to where Samuel Little claimed he killed upwards of ninety women. Now he was charged for around, I think it was like thirty or forty of them. But in those thirty or forty, Samuel Little drew out pictures and gave explicit details on the locations and exactly how the individuals were murdered. Zodiac Killer, however, I don't know. Again, we're, we're getting there, but. As of right now, I'm not sure he even gave any details on how these individuals were murdered. So do we pin it on a ghost or do we not pin it on a ghost like like, like the SFPD did? Which the SFPD is a San Francisco Police Department, by the way. David Arthur Faraday, 17, and Betty Lou Jensen, 16, shot and killed on December 20th, 1968 on Lake Herman Road within the city limits of Benicia. So that's the first murder. That is the first murder linked or claimed by the Zodiac Killer. 
these two young youngsters were probably going over to to that little area to give a little smoochy smooch 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 you know what i mean and then they get shot okay so on a side note you know how fucking you know how how pissed i would be if i went to a remote area to neck in the to neck with my with my with my girlfriend and then get shot before i can get even in any necking in oh i would be irate I would think that that would cause me to come back as a goddamn ghost and haunt this bastard for the end of time for disturbing my necking. You know what I mean? That, that That's just me. That's just me. Michael Renault Magoo, 19, and Darlene Elizabeth Farron, 22, shot on July 4th, 1969 in the parking lot of Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. While Magoo survived the attack, Farron was pronounced dead on arrival at Kaiser Foundation Hospital. You know how shitty that would have to be? How shitty would that would, 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 would that be to where you survived, but your girlfriend did not? As I, I don't know if it goes for for every male or everyone or anyone in a relationship where one person feels they have to protect the other individual. Now, me personally. I feel like I would rather die than have one of my family members, my wife or my kids, get hurt in any way, shape, or form. Now, when I say any way, shape, or form, I mean, although that, we, that I would want to keep a big uh, Papa Bear arm around my kids to where they don't ever get hurt by the outside world, that is unrealistic. You, you know, we're... we're as human beings, we are predestined to experience the crucial hard world of all the all the people that that exist in this world, unfortunately. What I mean that I would rather die than have something happen to my family are being assaulted or attempted murdered or anything in that way, shape, or form. And for this dude right here to die knowing that he got shot up just as bad as she did, if not maybe worse, because I'm just reading out who he killed again. This was just the initial people that, that I found. We're, we're going to go into a little more detail here later on in, in the show. But for him to die and his girlfriend, or for him to survive and his girlfriend to die must be devastating for him. To know that why couldn't they take him and let her live and live a prosperous life? Why did he have to live? And she couldn't, you know, that, that, oh my gosh, I could not imagine how this dude feels after, or how this dude felt after knowing that his girlfriend died and he's alive. Brian, Car Brian Calvin Hartnell, 20, and Cecilia, Cecilia Ann Shepard, 22, stabbed on September 27th, 1969 at Lakes, at Lake, Lakes Barissa in Napa County. Hartnell survived eight stab wounds to the back, but Shepard died as a result of her injuries on September 29th, 1969. Now, that is another jacked-up thing right there. You and your girlfriend, or I'm just going to say your, your, your spouse, or not your spouse, but your significant other, the, the, the person that you're chilling with, you two get stabbed probably just the amount of, uh, just probably the same number of, of times as, as, as the next person. But... You survive, but the girl that you're with does not survive. Again, I, I, I couldn't understand. I could not comprehend or I would not. I would be unable to comprehend 
how that guy would feel knowing that he couldn't protect the person that he was with. I'm not going to say love because I don't know if they were in love. You know, they're young teenagers. They fall, you know, teenagers fall in and out of love all the time. So I, I couldn't imagine how heart-wrenching that would be knowing that you survived again and the person that you were true there and, and, and you just have this natural instinct to protect. You were unable to protect and keep them alive. Oh, God damn, that is, that, that's insane. Paul Stein, 29, shot and killed on October 11th, 1969 in the Presidio Heights neighborhood in San Francisco. God damn. The first murders widely attributed to the Zodiac Killer were the shootings of high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Arthur Faraday on December 20th, 1968 on Lake Herman Road just inside Benicia city limits. So the two young teenagers that were that were shot and killed were the first ones attributed to the Zodiac Killer. He... That was when they have established that this individual is now the the wanted suspect. He is now the number one priority for cops to try to figure out what exactly happened, why he killed him, and who exactly is this guy that killed these people? What was the motive? That you know. So now now we're getting somewhere. The couple were on their fr- oh damn Jesus Christ. oh man. The couple were on their first date and planned to attend a Christmas concert at Hogan High School about three blocks from Jensen's home. Come on, man. How are you gonna but how are you gonna shoot these guys and they're barely on their first date? That is the that you know what that that's 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 just that's beyond messed up, dude. How I mean think about it. So every, every single one of us have has always had or have always had in high school, even now, I mean, even now as adults. We have all had that one person where like, dang, I really want to date this individual, but I'm so scared that I can't build up the courage to ask this individual out. So, I, you know, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know who did what, but, you know, maybe she built up enough courage to ask him, you know, hey, would you like to go out with me and or vice versa? Yo, you want to go out with me? I'm, I'm sure he didn't say yo, but, you know, would you like to go out with me? They agreed. And on their first date, they get killed. God damn, that is Oh, this man, man, fuck the Zodiac killer. That man, man, that's jacked up. They instead visited a friend before stopping at a local restaurant and then driving out on Lake Herman Road at about ten fifteen p.m. Faraday parked his mother's Rambler in a in a gravel turnout, which was a well known lovers' lane. Shortly after eleven p.m., their bodies were found by Stella Borgs, who lived nearby. The Solano County Sheriff's Department investigated the crime, but no leads developed. Oh, man, that is. I have no words. I, I literally have no words on why. I mean, what, 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 would, what was the what was the motive? Why would he just target these two individuals? And if you're going to be such a if he's such a punk to where you have to catch somebody slipping in the dark. Then you're a punk. You know what I mean? <sighs> On their first date, they were supposed to go to a dance, decided to go do a little necking, and then they get killed. Damn, that man, Jesus. Utilizing available forensic data, Robert Graysmith postulated that another car pulled into the turnout just prior to 11 p.m. and parked beside the couple. The killer may have then exited the second car and walked toward the rambler, possibly ordering the couple out of it. So you know, again, with with with, the, with forensics investigation, they can they can get a, a, a decent time frame 
on when the person pulled up again, tire marks, uh, footsteps, how cold the body was, how long the body was left before, you know, right when it was shot. Yeah, forensics is 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 outrageous. I mean, the, the the stuff they do is crazy insane. So, I applaud forensic investigators. You guys are you guys are amazing. But they were able to determine that well, not determine, but possibly the the that he parked behind him, got out the car, ordered them to get out the car, and then shot him. God damn! It appeared that Jensen had exited the car first, but when Faraday was halfway out, the killer shot Jensen five times in the back as she fled. Her as she fled, her body was found twenty eight feet from the car. The killer dropped. How are you gonna shoot someone in the back like a punk, man? You know, hey Zodiac Killer, if you're listening to this, man, fuck you. How are you going to shoot someone in the back, man? If you're going to be a killer, I'm not even going to say that because I'm not encouraging anybody to start killing people. But you can't shooting in the back is 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 just wrong, man. I mean, oh god damn. Yeah. See when I, okay again when I write all this information out, I don't I don't really pay attention to everything. I just get the highlights and I don't really pay full attention until until I'm actually reading it to everyone who's listening to the podcast. So when I react, these are these are really this is like my first. My first impression of what is going on. So when I read it, I'm like, damn, oh, hell, those are legitimate, legitimate reactions because I'm, I'm fully paying attention to, to the information live as, as we're doing it right now. Blue Rock Springs murder. Just before midnight on July 4th, 1969, Darlene Farron and Michael Magoo drove into the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, four miles from Lake Herman Road murder site and park. So they were right. They were just four miles away from the Lake Herman Road murder site. So they weren't even that far. So we already, I mean, not we. <laughs> Calm down, SFPD. You just got your, your stick on uh, deputy badge. Calm down. Calm down. So obviously this guy has certain territory. So we know as of right now that he's in a certain area and he likes to, that's where he likes to play. But then again, he's only had one murder. So, well, technically one and a half because the dude didn't die. Well, I know he's had three or two murders because the two women died, but the two dudes survived, which, oh man, again, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how, how that, that would feel. While the couple sat in Farron's car, a a second car drove into the lot and parked alongside them, but almost immediately drove away. Returning about 10 minutes later, this second car parked behind them. The driver of the second car then exited the vehicle, approaching the passenger side door of Farron's car carrying a flashlight and a 9mm Luger. You know, for the longest time, I never knew how, how people were able to, or how cops, and, or how law enforcement, I should say, were able to determine the, the style of weapon that was used in, in the murders. Then as I got older, I realized that certain, certain pistols and certain guns take certain ammo and specifically certain bullets are designed for certain guns so as i got older i realized oh dang the cops knew that because you know this this round or this bullet were only fits x amount of guns and then with and then with the way that with the way that the the shell has been hit and has been fired and exploded they can narrow it they can narrow it down to possibly the exact gun that's why uh law enforcement stated that a nine millimeter luger was used in the killing of these two young young individuals the killer directed the flashlight into Magoo and Farron's eyes before shooting at them, firing five times. Both victims were hit and several bullets had passed through Magoo and into Farron. 
The killer walked away from the car, but upon hearing Magoo's moaning, returned and shot each victim twice more before driving off. God damn. So you're going to blind somebody. So you're going to walk up to the car, and of course, someone's automatically going to turn towards the person that the, that the, that, that's walking towards the car. So instead of, of saying, hey, I'm going to shoot you in the face, he flashes a flashlight into their eyes, blinding them to where he's in, they're unable to, to identify him. I mean, not like they're going to survive anyway. And then shot five times, walked away, heard one of the, the victims moaning in pain, went back and shot him each twice more. So that's nine rounds pumped into these two individuals for doing absolutely nothing but existing and trying to get some necking done. Okay, so here, here's my theory. I wonder, I wonder, 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 do, 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 boop, boop. I wonder if Homeboy, that the Zodiac Killer was was interested or, no, you know what, cancel that. Because what, what, what I was going to say is, I wonder if the Zodiac Killer was obsessed with serial killers like uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, Michael Myers or uh, Freddy Krueger, but this was 1969. Those slasher films didn't come out until the 80s, so there goes my theory of trying to be Mr. Inspector Gadget detective here. All right, I'm, what I'm see because because of that 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 ridiculous thought and comment, I'm gonna go ahead and put down my uh, Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass my hat my cloak that and I'll, I'll let the big boys handle this case because obviously i don't know the, i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> uh, i mean how are you gonna blind how are you gonna blind them and then shoot them that, that's that's bullshit on july 5th 1969 at 12 40 a.m a man phoned the vallejo pd to report and claim responsibility for the attack at the same time, the caller also took responsibility for the attack. The caller also took credit for the murders of Jensen and Faraday six and a half months earlier. So here comes what now the, now the phone calls are starting. He calls and says, look, man, I just killed two people. People, I just found two people dead. Oh, and by the way, I'm the one who killed these people. Oh, and on a side note, I just killed these other people six months ago. So just in case you were curious, it was me. He didn't, he didn't even pull the shaggy where he said, boom, it wasn't me. He admitted to the murder saying, yeah, it was 100% me. God damn. Police traced the call to a phone booth to a gas station at Springs Road and Tullaman located about three-tenths of a mile from Farron's home and only a few blocks from the Vallejo PD. Farron was pronounced dead at the hospital. Magoo survived the attack despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. Magoo described his attacker as a 26- to 30-year-old 195 to 200 pounds or possibly even more five foot eight inches male with short light brown curly hair okay now magoo was the first was was the first couple that got shot magoo and his and his uh and his girlfriend or his date we're, we're just gonna say his date because i don't know the the romantic relationship between them but he was shot magoo was shot in the face neck and chest and he survived, but his date did not survive. See, now, how can you go through life knowing that you got shot in these deadly places and you survived? However, your date did not survive. And as a natural instinct, you wanted to protect your date and you failed at that. Even though, even though he was shot X amount of times in the face, neck, and chest and survived. God damn, I could not at all imagine what how he would feel and what he would go through oh my oh, jesus fuck 
when did the letter start? Now, remember, the Zodiac Killer is famous for his letters. His lettering and, and, and all his crazy codes it, it, where no one can decipher. I mean, it, it was it was a crazy amount of time before anyone can actually break the damn codes that, that were sent by the Zodiac Killer. So in one of the letters that were that were finally cracked, the letter wrote, the, the letter said, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all the people I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. Now, when I wrote this information down, there was so much, there was no, there was no punctuation marks at all whatsoever. There was not one damn period in the whole entire thing. So I had to throw in there and try to figure out when, <laughs> when to stop and when to take a breath. Also, there were so many misspelled words. Like one, one of the most popular words that he's continued throughout was paradise. Instead of P-A-R-A-D-I-S-E, he spelled it with a C instead of an S. I don't know why. I'm not him. Neither am I the cops. Again, I turned in my, my Sherlock Holmes dress-up outfit, my cosplay, because obviously I'm not a very good detective. So when I wonder if the Zodiac Killer legitimately had a learning disability to, to where he he couldn't comprehend or spell or write appropriately for for basic grammar and, and spelling or what, did he intentionally misspell a bunch of stuff that way it wasn't he, he wasn't able to be traced or found or discovered you know I, I i don't i don't know which one it is or was it Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm rambling because the hamsters in, in my in my brain right now are like, "Yo, it's coffee break time. You're making me work way too hard, and I'm getting tired running around in circles. So we need a coffee break. So let me slow down." What I'm wondering was that the the Zodiac Killer have any learning disabilities, or he in, or, did he have any learning disability resulting in the poor grammar, poor punctuation? Uh, poor writing, uh, you know, run-on sentences and so on and so forth. Or was he, did he not have any learning disabilities and purposely wrote in that manner to throw the lead off to cops? Or was it, or was it both? Did he have a learning disability but intentionally over exacerbated his disability to make it even more difficult for cops to try to narrow down and figure out exactly who this individual is. You know what I mean? It, it, this whole thing it just, just reeks of, of a genius. I mean, I hate to use that word when it comes to serial killers, but you have to give the guy credit. He killed four people already, and no, there's not one hint of a lead to show who this individual is. So, I mean, he's a criminal genius. I mean, People in comic books like Lex Luthor or or the Joker were, were still weren't were unable to mastermind such a such a, a, a secret identity and commit the crimes like the Zodiac Killer has. You know, oh my gosh, I don't know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm literally, I don't know. On August first, nineteen sixty nine, three letters prepared by the killer were received at the Vallejo Times Herald the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. 
The nearly identical letters subsequently described by a psychiatrist that have been written by, quote, someone who would ex- someone you would expect to be brooding and isolated, end quote, took credit for the shootings at Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs. So, I mean, when you can't figure something out and you start receiving mysterious letters, you want to bring as many professionals in who you can. I mean, writing professionals, a psychiatrist, you have, you know, my people who, who might have an insight on the mind of a killer. You, you start to try to get as much, as much help and as many professionals in to help crack this stuff. So no one else would die. I mean, that's the main thing as the law, as law enforcement, you serve and protect, right? Right. Each letter, each letter also included one third of a 408 symbol cryptogram, which the killer claimed contained his identity. The killer demanded that they be printed on each paper's front page or he would, quote, cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night and night, then move on to killing again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend, end quote. So this dude's already making demands. Yeah. Okay, so when, when when you heard me struggling on that reading, I'm writing it, when when it's quoted, I'm writing it exactly how it's quoted. And again, poor spelling, poor punctuation, and poor grammar. So it makes me stumble over the words. So I do apologize for that. No, I don't apologize for that, man. Screw the Zodiac Killer for making me misread the, the shit that he wrote. Man, use grammar, spell right, write right, bitch. <laughs> so he's, so this guy's already saying, yo, man, if if you don't start doing this, if you don't publish my shit on the front page, I'm going to go around and start killing people, bottom line, until I have a bunch of people dead over the weekend. The Chronicle published its third of the cryptogram on page four of the of the next day's edition. An article printed alongside the code quoted Vallejo police chief Jack E. Stills as saying, quote, we're not satisfied with the letter written by the murder, end quote, and requested the writer send a second letter with more facts to prove his identity. The threatened murders did not happen, and all three parts were eventually published. So nothing was put on the front page because, I mean, again, you don't want to give in to, to terrorist demands. And this is what this guy was. He was a domestic terrorist, and he made viable threats since he already killed or allegedly killed X amount of people already. So he's making threats, and they said, look, we're going to give in, but now we're, we're not going to give in fully. We're going to give him not the front page. We're going to give him the page, you know, page four. And luckily, the murders didn't occur, maybe because they had extra security or extra police policing the policing the streets. But for whatever reason, the murders didn't happen, which were great. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad the threatened murders didn't occur. I mean, that, that's that's a win for for law for law enforcement. On August seventh, nineteen sixty nine, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutation quote, "Dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking." End quote. This was the first time the killer had used this name for identification. The letter was a response to Chief Stilt's request for more details that would prove he had killed Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. In the Zodiac, in it, the Zodiac included details about the murders that had not yet been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked his code, quote, they will have me, end quote. So now, without a doubt, we realize, damn, whoever this guy is, this you know, the Zodiac killer, he is obviously the suspect of interest. He knows shit about the murders that only law enforcement 
knows about and 1000% has not been leaked by law enforcement personnel. So at that point, do you start believing the fact that this person is legitimately the killer? Or do you continue with a blind eye and trying to figure out who, what, when, where, and why? You know what I mean? I, I'm not sure if I even know what I mean. <laughs> On August 8th, 1969, Donald and Betty Hardin of Salinas, California, cracked the 408-symbol cryptogram. It contained a misspelled message in which the killer seemed to reference the most dangerous game. The author, the author also claimed, excuse me, the author also said that he was collecting slaves for his afterlife. No name appears in this decoded text, and the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down or stop his slave collection. So, somewhere along the lines, I wonder if there were some sort of, well, the, the, the most dangerous collection, excuse me, the most dangerous game is actually a pretty good book. It's a crazy game. I'm, I'm not going to give into it, but what do you think I wonder when he said that he's he's collecting slaves for his afterlife. Well, my question is, is there some sort of religion, some sort of cult around the time where that was their main goal was to kill many people so they can have a pretty much a, a king royalty afterlife to where they have servants and slaves to do whatever they want to be done. I, I you know, and I tried looking it up, but I didn't get much anything. I just found a bunch of stuff where where it said uh, what religion did slaves adapt to after coming over after being transported to america and i mean that's obviously not not what i'm looking for but i i wonder because i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not making this this connection or i'm not referencing or not nor am i insinuating that this was done by these individuals but big religions in the in the middle east like uh, islam and and other religions of, of, of similar fashion when they die they believe that they're going to have uh I think it's like 36 virgins or something like that waiting for them in, in paradise. So what my question is, is is there a religion that's similar to where you can collect slaves maybe by the people you murdered again? I don't know if it's a religion, if it's a cult or if we're with, if, or if it was just the Zodiac killers individual belief, I tried looking it up, but there was no, no details specifying what, what the Zodiac meant about killing uh, or killing people and having slaves in the afterlife. Another letter the Zodiac sent, I hope quoted, I hope you're having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That was trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which, oh God, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. Because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is, life will be an easy one in paradise, death. Again, I, I apologize for the crazy reading on that, but look up the, the look up uh, if you have a chance, if you're on your phone and you're like, hey, what the fuck is, is, is uh, Grumbler talking about? Just Google Zodiac Killer Letters and you're going to see exactly why I'm having a hard time reading it. This fool had no punctuations, misspelled a bunch of shit, and I'm trying to read it and have that same effect. But I'm, it feels like I have like peanut butter in my mouth and I keep tripping over my words. <laughs> so 
th- this letter, though, so again, uh, he's going back to where he now has enough slaves to fulfill his dream of of uh, of having slaves and servants in the afterlife. What is again? Is there a religion, or is there is that just his cultic belief where he needs to murder people to have these slaves in the afterlife? Are, are they automatically granted to him or 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 assigned to him because he's the one who took their lives? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Again, I'm pretty sure that's what the law enforcement is trying to figure out as well. So if anyone has any idea or any word or any any uh, hint on on why he kept saying that he's going to have slaves in the afterlife, please email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, or just hit me up on Instagram, graveyardgrumblerpodcast on Instagram. Direct message me, leave a comment on, on, the, on the episode. I, I just need some insight, man. You know, I, I, just, I just need a little help. On October 14th, 1969, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac, this time containing a swatch of Paul Stein's shirt tail as proof he was the killer. It also included a threat about killing children on a school bus. Man, forget you trying to kill kids on stu- on a school bus, but before that, besides that, he this w- without a doubt now, people that law enforcement, well, law enforcement who had a doubt that whoever this individual is who calls himself the Zodiac killer or Zodiac they're not 100% convinced that homeboy is the actual killer. But now, with one of the new letters that the Zodiac sent, the Zodiac sent a piece of material, piece of clothing that belonged to one of his victims. So I'm pretty sure without a shadow of a doubt, they are 100% convinced that whoever the Zodiac guy is, is the actual killer now responsible for said murders. How crazy, how crazy and frustrating would be that would, would that be at the same time? You're working on a case day and night trying to figure out who this individual is, but have no leads. And then in a mocking letter, a threatening mocking letter, you receive a piece of evidence from the killer that has no leads. It gives you nothing else. It has nothing, nothing, it has nothing for you to go on. But now you have another piece of evidence from the crime scene sent to you by the killer himself. Damn. Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be super pissed if I was the cop. Super, super. And why would you threaten the school bus, this little bitch? So in, in the continuation of the letter that was sent over to the Chronicle, to do this, the Zodiac wrote, quote, just shoo it out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out, end quote. At 2 p.m. on October 20th, 1969, someone claiming to be the Zodiac called the Oakland PD demanding that one of two prominent lawyers, F. Lee Bailey or Melvin Belly, appear on AM San Francisco, which was a talk show host that was huge back in back in the 60s and 70s. Bailey was not available, but Belly, I, I know it sounds like I'm saying the same word, but it's not. It's Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y and Belly, B-E-L-L-I. <laughs> so Bailey was not available, but Belly did appear on the show. Dunbar, who is the host of AM San Francisco, AM San Francisco, appear, appealed to the viewers to keep the lines open. Someone claiming to be the Zodiac called several times, and Belly asked the caller for a less ominous name, and the caller picked Sam. Belly arranged a rendezvous to meet the caller outside a shop on Mission Street in Daly City, but no one arrived. Of course he wasn't going to arrive. You really think that homeboy who has who has stumped cops now for a year or two is actually going to give up that easy and go meet with, with a lawyer of all people 
in the streets, knowing that he is now the hottest, most wanted victim in the San Francisco area. You have to be out of your goddamn rabbit-ass mind to think that a killer is going to say, yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll meet here. Hey, I'm going to be wearing a black shirt. No, I'm going to wear... <laughs> I'm going to have on a black beetle shirt, some corduroys, some, uh, some penny loafers, and I'm going to have a fedora on with a red rose. Find me, okay? I'll be here waiting for you so you can catch me with the rest of the law enforcement and take me away. <laughs> Why did... The, why did the lawyer, lawyers are supposed to be intelligent. I mean, they have to have some sort of intelligence, which, okay, I, I swore I wasn't going to say anything, but now we're on the track. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of lawyers now, I just said that you have to be somewhat intelligent to be a lawyer. Well, I just read in the news that, <laughs> that Kim Kardashian failed the, quote, baby bar test twice now <laughs> to get her to become a lawyer. So... What the baby bar test is, it's the, the bar, the baby bar exam is the, it is the lower, easier exam that lawyers take to, to go to the next level, to be ready to take the actual bar exam to become a full-fledged licensed lawyer. So Kim Kardashian failed the baby bar exam twice. Now I wasn't going to take a jab at her, but since I said that being a lawyer, you have to be somewhat intelligent. It, it just kind of fell into place. You know, the, the, the moons were aligned and they said, yo, make this crack and you're going to make this joke now. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian famous failing the baby bar exam twice just proves that you do have to have some sort of intelligence to become a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Back to the, back to the show. So why, why did, why did belly honestly think that, Hey, you, you, you Zodiac killer or Sam, why don't you meet me out on a public street? That way we can meet face to face. Maybe we can have some pan dulce, a cup of coffee, talk about what's going on, you know, see how the giants are doing. Yeah, that, that's going to work out. Boy, I tell you. And of course, he told, he told the caller that to meet a shop on Mission Street, and, but no one arrived. I mean, come on now. On November, on November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a card with another's cryptogram consisting of 30, 340 characters. This cipher dubbed the Z340 remained unsolved for over 51 years. On December 5th, 2020, it was deciphered by an international team of private citizens. This, is, this international team of private citizens consisted of engineers, computer programmers, coders, and all this other stuff, and they managed to crack this, the, the code again. How frustrating would it be for law enforcement to not have the resources and the availability or the ability, not availability, but the ability to crack a code that's going to that's gonna stop the Zodiac killer? 51 years it was left unsolved. I mean, that, that means, so when I read was that, during those 51 years, there was legitimately a team dedicated in trying to crack this code so they can so they can finally capture this guy and bring him to justice. So 51 years of working on on trying to decipher this Z340 code the cryptogram that was sent by the Zodiac Killer was never cracked until March of 2020. 69 to 2020 is nuts. Why would oh my god. See, what, 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 one of the biggest questions that I have is where, where and how did he learn how to, how to write these cryptid messages? Is there a book on writing cryptid messages? Did he just make all of this up? Or 
was he a part of some sort of military special forces or special intelligence team to where they were taught to read and write in code? You know, similar to where the, mil- all, I don't know about now, but back in the early days when, when military first started getting, getting together, they were taught, they were forced and, and to learn and taught to use more Morse code in order for them to communicate that way. It was, it was a little more difficult for, for the enemy to discover what their plans were for, for the following attack or whatever it was. But I wonder, see, I wonder if this dude was, was involved in some sort of military special intelligence to where they taught him to use code and then he came up and created with this elaborate code, with this elaborate code or coding system or code system in order to pretty much tell these guys exactly what's happening, but never get found out. That's crazy. In the decrypted message, the Zodiac denied being Sam. Sam, remember, Sam was a guy who called the the AM AM San Francisco. He denied being that guy, explaining that he was not afraid of the gas chamber because quote quote because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. End quote. I don't know why why that would be why, why would that matter. Okay, I'm not Sam on the on the show, so it's just going to send me to paradise quicker. That doesn't make any sense. If he was really interested in being sent to paradise quicker, then he would have turned himself in and then got sent and requested the death penalty. Or he would have died by uh, suicide by cop. You know what I mean? This guy, I don't think he was serious about being ready for, for death. I don't think he was there in order to to be sent to paradise because if he really was then he would have turned himself in or again suicide by cop that way he that way he would have been able to to be sent to paradise a lot sooner it just it sounds like this dude was a punk and afraid to turn himself in and, and afraid to die the team submitted their findings to the fbi which verified the discovery the fbi stated that the, the decoded message gave no further clues to the identity of the zodiac god damn 51 years later the, they finally decipher the code but they still had no leads to identify who the Zodiac killer is. How goddamn frustrating would that be for everyone involved in the case since the beginning up until 2020 to finally have one of his messages, uh, one of the hardest messages, apparently it took him 51 years to, to actually crack the code, but there was no indication on giving an identity for the, for the Zodiac killer. I would, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even part of the original team. And I'm frustrated that I can't even, that, that it's been taking this long to actually figure this shit out. On November 9th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter stating that two policemen stopped and actually spoke with him three minutes after he shot Stein. Stein was another victim of, of the Zodiac killer. Again, I told you I wasn't going to put in every single person that he killed because that would take forever. Excerpts from the letter were published in the Chronicle on November 12th, including Zodiac's claim that same day, off that same day. Officer Don Fook wrote a memo explaining that explaining what happened on the night of Stein's murder. On December 20th, 1969, exactly one year after the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, the Zodiac mailed a letter to Belly that included another swatch of Stein's shirt. The Zodiac said that he wanted Belly to help him. Now he's just mocking people. The Zodiac Killer doesn't really want people to help him. He is mocking them. 
How how frustrating would that be for law enforcement though? I mean, back then this was in the 60s, 69, 70 time frame. Or in the, but but for for those cops to stop him right after he had committed the murders, there's no there's no dash cam footage, there's no body cam footage because that that technology wasn't invented back then. So instead, you have to you have to try to do everything by memory and figure out who this individual is, but you can't do that because you don't know who he was. So, oh my God, that, boy, knowing that you had him in your hands, it seems like that happens a lot with a lot of serial killers. It happened with Richard Ramirez. I mean, they remember they put him in jail for a little bit and they released him because whatever time served. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, he was, he was uh, interviewed and arrested by the cops and taken in, but he was released even though he had murdered X amount of boys at that time. It just, oh Jesus, Christmas trees in June. Zodiac continued to communicate with authorities for the remainder of 1970 via letters and greeting cards to the press. In a letter postmarked April 20th, 1970, the Zodiac wrote, quote, my name is blank, end quote, followed by a 13 character cipher. That is jacked up. <laughs> How is the, the, the Zodiac killer just wrote saying, giving him a big F you, a big middle finger saying, hello, my name is, and just leave the whole thing blank. I think that is one of the most disrespectful, disrespe- disrespectful fu things that a serial killer can ever do, other than killing someone inside of a police station. <laughs> you, the, you know, you're being hunted. You know, you're the number one wanted man in the San Francisco area, maybe the whole United States. I'm not sure around that time, but most definitely in the San Francisco or California region area. Period. And you're going to write a, a, a letter saying, hello, my name is blank. Oh, my God. That is the big F, biggest F. You, I could, oh, you know, what I picture when the, whoever wrote that, whoever read that letter, crumbles it up, crumble, crumbles it up, throws it against the wall and kicks a trash can as hard as he can, then knocks a cup of coffee out of a guy named Kevin's hand. So he kicks a trash can. Oh, fuck the Zodiac killer. Boom. Hits the coffee cup out of Kevin's hand while Kevin is just standing there now with no coffee after he just bought it and staring at at the cop who read the letter saying what did my coffee have what, what did my coffee do to you <laughs> like that I, that's just the image that i got in my head <laughs> the zodiac went on to state that he was not responsible for the recent bombing of a police station in frisco but added quote there is more glory to killing a cop than a kid because a cop can shoot back end quote the letter included a diagram of a bomb the Zodiac claimed that he would use to blow up a school bus. At the bottom of the diagram, he wrote Zodiac 10 SFPD 0. zero, zero. So now he's keeping score. Apparently, he believes that, or not he, but he is claiming that he has murdered 13 people now. And San Francisco Police Department has had zero luck in finding who he is ouch that when you when you get sent a score by a serial killer shit's all bad it is all kinds of bad you 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 just can't you just can't <laughs> like the kids say i just can't right now oh my gosh but hey he sent he sent information on where a bomb is going to be placed right right uh, I mean, damn, but Zodiac 10, SFPD 0, on the letter. On the letter of, again, it, this he's just completely full of, of disrespect. 
Zodiac sent a greeting card postmarked April 20th, 1970 to the Chronicle. Written on the card was, quote, I hope you enjoy yourselves when I leave my blast, end quote, followed by the Zodiac's cross-circle signature. On the back of the card, the Zodiac threatened to use the bus bomb soon, to use the bus bomb soon, unless the newspaper published full details that he had written. He also wanted to start seeing people wearing, quote, some nice Zodiac buttons, end quote. Oh, he wants to sell merch. <laughs> Zodiac killer said, look, man, I want merch. Give me the merch. I want people walking around with the Zodiac buttons on, on, on my shirt. Hey, you know what? That's going to make a badass sticker. I need to talk to my artist. But I don't, I, I could imagine, again, I just keep repeating it. I could imagine how frustrating it is for everyone working on this case not to be able to have one foot forward at all. He just keeps sending sending messed up messages after messed up message after messed up message without any any ability to to stop or crack the, the, and stop this guy. Oh my god! And just just the the the, the fucking balls, Polly. The fucking balls to say, oh, I want to start seeing people. Wearing nice Zodiac buttons. God damn. In a letter postmarked June 26, 1970, the Zodiac stated he was upset that he did not see people wearing Zodiac buttons. He wrote, I, he wrote, quote, I shot a man sitting in a parked car with a 38, end quote. The Zodiac was possibly referring to the murder of a 25-year-old Sergeant Richard Raditek. One week earlier, damn, he just so no. Just because no one's wearing his merch, he's gonna go around and shoot people. That's fucked up. Can you imagine if people actually did that? Say, podcasters or you know, well, screw celebrities, but podcasters that went around and said, "Hey, if you don't wear my my uh, my merch, bang bang, fool, you're gonna get clapped." <laughs> That's jacked up. At 5.25 a.m. on June 19th, Raditek was riding a parking ticket in his squad car when an assailant, unrelated to the traffic violation, shot him in the head with a 38 caliber pistol through the closed driver's side window. Raditek died 15 hours later. SFPD denies that the Zodiac was involved. The murder remains unsolved. Do you take the Zodiac's word that he's the one who killed this, this sergeant, this young officer, or do you just blame it? Oh, okay, so... Do you do you admit the Zodiac killed the cop and maybe caused even more panic than now the the Zodiac killer is 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 targeting law enforcement, or do you kind of just put an umbrella on it and say, look, the Zodiac killer was definitely not responsible for the killing of this law enforcement or this uh, sergeant, this police officer. So to keep you know to keep the panic down, to where people are saying, well, at least the cops are, aren't being targeted, so at least we're safe. You know, it's like a damage control. Do you, how how much information, or if any, do you believe or do you admit and and group it into the Zodiac's body count? I don't know. I mean, it, me personally, I think if, if the Zodiac killer legitimately killed this officer, I think you just admit that the that the Zodiac killer legitimately killed this officer. I mean, that's just me again. But I'm not a cop, so I I I have no say so. Included with the letter was a Phillips 66 roadmap of the Bay Area. On the image of Mount Diablo, the Zodiac had drawn a cross-circle similar to those from previous correspondence. 
At the top of the cross circle, he placed a zero, a three, a six, and a nine. The accompanying instruction stated that the zero was to, quote, be set to the mag in, end quote. The letter, the letter also included a 32-letter cipher that the killer claimed would, in conjunction with the code, lead to the location of a bomb that he had buried and sent to detonate in the fall. The cipher was never decoded and the alleged bomb was never located. The killer signed the note, Zodiac 12 SFPD 0. God damn. Just, I, I, I'm... I don't know how until I mean I wonder what the, uh, I, I wonder if or what IQ score the Zodiac killer had maybe has who knows I doubt he's still alive but I wonder what what the IQ was for the Zodiac killer he is outsmarting every single person that can that has anything to do with this case he's writing in such deep code that. Even code breakers can't break his code because it's just that complicated and that difficult. I wonder how man, this guy is like super intelligent. This is like Doc. This is a, like a, a Professor Xavier, like Magneto. Uh, who else is really smart? Batman. I mean, this is like Batman level shit. This is a Lex Luthor shit to where these codes are so difficult to to break and cipher and, and actually figure out that no one is figuring out that god dude this is crazy in a july 26 1970 letter the zodiac paraphrased a song from the makado makado which was an opera for an operatic performance an opera performance adding his own lyrics about making a, quote, little list of the ways, end quote, of the ways in which he planned to torture his slaves in paradise. The letter was signed with a large exaggerated cross circle symbol and a new score, Zodiac 13 SFPD 0. A final note at the bottom of the letter stated, quote, P.S., the Mount Diablo code, the Mount Diablo, the Mount Diablo code concerns radians radians plus number of inches along the radians end quote in 1981 a close examination of the radiant hint by the zodiac research researcher gareth penn led to the discovery that a radian angle when placed over the map per zodiac's instructions pointed to the locations of two zodiac attacks so now the zodiac killer is is just fed up like yo if you can't if you can't figure this shit out on your own, I'm just start giving you hints because I'm already I'm, I'm bored with this shit. I need I need more challenge. I need a more 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 uh, cat and mouse. Oh well, not more, but I need less cat and mouse. I need you to start gripping or start uh, nipping at my heels in order for me to start feeling a threat so I can get a rush from this now. So he said, "Look, I'm going to help you out one time. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you a little hinty hint hint here." And the cops still couldn't figure, still couldn't find him, and discover and, and reveal his identity. At this point, he's a ghost. No one knows. He can be walking. He could have been walking amongst normal people in an everyday life, laughing his ass off, because he's fooling all every single person involved in the case. The final letter from Zodiac. 
After the Pines card, the Zodiac remained silent for nearly three years. The Chronicle then received a letter from the Zodiac postmarked January 29, 1974, praising The Exorcist as, quote, the best satirical comedy that I have ever seen, end quote. The letter included a snippet of verse from the Mikado and an unusual symbol of the, at the bottom that has remained unexplained by researchers. Zodiac concluded the letter with a new score. Me. 37 sfpd zero so he just went incognito i wonder if he if he laid incognito for the three years because he just ran out of things to 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 code and to write or did he just get bored completely and just say eh, i'm just gonna let it go and just let you know nature take his course to see if in those within those three years or in those three years will they be able to find me and discover me obviously they didn't and then the final score, and I mean, not the final score, but to sign the letter off, to close it with me, which is, I mean, the Zodiac, 37, and law enforcement, zero. That means he, he has claimed that he has killed 37 people, and SFPD, with a score of zero, has yet to discover, solve, and figure out who killed 37 people and who the Zodiac killer is. This is like the ultimate cold case file of cold case files. I, 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 when, I, when I initially started this, I didn't think I was going to do the Zodiac Killer, but my daughter asked me to. And so I said, look, let's dive into this. Again, I left out a whole slew of killers. If you want to do that, just type in Zodiac Killer and just start reading until your eyes bleed because there is that much more evidence there's way there's so many people reported on the zodiac killer he's one of the most it's one of the most famous cold case files ever to be to happen in the united states and nobody can figure him out so let's wrap this show up Z graveyard grumble graveyard grumblers final rap zodiac claimed he killed 37 but law enforcement can only confirm seven victims now do you think that law enforcement is downplaying to not set panic at the time for the Zodiac killer? Or was it legitimately that the Zodiac killer did not kill 37 people, that he was only able to kill seven? Or do they have the 37 victims, but because of the the crazy ciphers and the and the coding and all this other crap that the Zodiac killer sent out? Law enforcement was un, was was unable or unable to to pin these these murders on the Zodiac killer, you know, lack of for just just the, they were unable or they were unable to or unable yeah they were unable to to figure out that the Zodiac was linked to all these all these murders. So here's 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 my dilemma. Are there thirty? victims are there 30 bodies laying around still in the san francisco area as we speak today 2021 or were these bodies recovered but didn't have enough evidence to to figure out who who killed them again i i i didn't really find all that information there was a shitload to read and i kind of skimmed through it so maybe there, maybe maybe i'm just speaking out my neck right now maybe i'm speaking sideways and i didn't do all the research but again if I would have put every bit of detail, this would be a three, four part episode lasting an hour each. So like four hours of information. In my opinion, Zodiac Killer, I mean, although he's, he's 
allegedly or he claims that he killed he murdered 37 people without without the evidence i mean I, i'm i'm stuck is he i mean bottom line he's one of the most brilliant genius mastermind killers in the entire history of, of serial killers i mean since 1969 up to present they have not found or discovered an idea who the zodiac killer is could be might be possibly be any sort of way shape or form that you want to spin it they have not discovered or have been able to find anything related to the zodiac killer on finding his identity or revealing his identity and and because of that that makes him again one of the most brilliant killers of all time i'm not saying that he's one of the most prolific he doesn't have bodies on bodies on bodies that that's that's on 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 separate you know that's a separate scoreboard but as far as the intelligence mastermind the cunning the stealthiness everything that would make up a, a perfect comic book victim the zodiac killer is the zodiac killer is able to get away with possibly 37 murders seven murders for sure without being even close to being discovered without without being found without being tracked anything they don't even have they have zero leads leading up to who killed the seven people Although SFPD pulled him over, had a conversation with him, let him go, and they still do not know who he was. And I mean, yeah, you can track the, the license plate number, no problem. However, you really think the, the Zodiac Killer being as intelligent as he is was going to keep the car and leave the car the same and leave it to where he was going to be able to be tracked to it? Absolutely not. There's no way the Zodiac Killer was going to do that crap. Oh, my gosh. My head hurts. So... Mika, I hope you enjoy this episode because, Jesus, Christmas trees, my eyes bulge and, and my head started itching. My hamsters, I, I smell burnt fur from the hamsters in my head reading all this information. <laughs> Bottom line to sum up the episode, Zodiac Killer, like, like I said just a few seconds ago, is the most brilliant killer of all time. With When you can go from 1969 to present and maybe even beyond without being discovered, you are the epitome, the, the textbook definition of a criminal mastermind and because of that he ranks number one on my on my on my most vicious list i mean yeah he only has seven confirmed bodies but again the 37 bodies that they have they were they haven't been able to pin it on him that doesn't mean that the other 30 victims were not related to the zodiac killer could you imagine being, being can you imagine outsmarting law enforcement so much that you just get bored and just stop writing and just stop. Look, I'm, I'm fucking bored with this. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of theories on why the letter suddenly stopped was that number one, he died. He died shortly after committing his last murder, and so you know, resulting in the the letters stopping. Number two, he was picked up on a different crime and put away for several years. Again, resulting in the letters stopping at at the at the time. So, those you know, those were a couple of theories on on what what the person or why he uh why the why the letter stopped was that either he got convicted and picked up and put away or he just died so i don't know just here in recent results december 14th 2020 they said that true crime author and former san francisco chronicle chronicle cartoonist robert graysmith wrote two separate works on the killer 1986 zodiac and 2002 zodiac unmasked ultimately identifying a man named arthur lee allen as the most likely suspect that has never been proven that's still yet to be to be true and 
again, nobody has been able to identify the Zodiac killer. So, oh, crazy. That's probably one of the most difficult fucking things for me to read through. So hopefully you enjoyed the Zodiac killer cold case uh, episode. I, I, uh, the episode was, was crazy for me to read. It was just nuts that so much information, but yet no information was given to law enforcement for them to, to, to solve the crime. It blows my mind. So, uh, here in the next couple of weeks, I will be like literally the next couple of weeks, the Patreon scary stories will be available. Yay. Finally about time grumbler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's about time. So I have enough stories to keep me, to keep everyone entertained for the next few, a few, a few months. And in the process, I'm writing more stories. So other than that, please. Oh, 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 oh. Another quick announcement. If you are sick and tired of using Spotify or Apple or any of those podcast applications, Stitcher or anything like that, I mean, apparently uh, certain apps drain out your battery really fast. I didn't know that. But check out Good Pods. Go, my, uh, my show is on Good Pods and just like a bazillion other shows are on Good Pods. Just Google Good, uh, good Pods. Good Pods. <laughs> Just Google Good Pods. Good Pods is actually in your application store as well as it's on Google Play and iOS. Download Good Pods. This is a small company built by, um, created by by a full people, a few people who enjoy podcasts a lot and want to help us podcasters uh, discover or be discovered. But aside from from trying to be discovered, it's actually a really good application. You can interact with the with the podcasters. You can create groups to to talk about and. Chat with your favorite podcaster. You can refer the, the good pods to anybody you want. And the app doesn't drain your battery. It's an actually really nice functioning app. I have the app on my phone. I just I just uh, downloaded it last week. It's a good app. I, I mean, I, I use it. I, I switched over, not switched, but I stopped using uh, Spotify and Apple so much. And I started using good, good pods. I mean, I, I want to give people some business. You know, I want to help the, the little man on the totem pole any way I can. So other than that, there's no other announcements. Hopefully everyone enjoys their uh, their time on this wonderful weekend. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. You just friend, 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 friend. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.